Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Y'all, I want you to know that this is such a special season (laughs) that I'm in right now. And you've been keeping up with me all around social. You know this. My new book, Nothing is Missing, my memoir about living boldly, is available now. So it hits shelves October 10th, but you can grab it anywhere. Books are sold on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I would love for you to go to your local bookshop and grab a copy. Now, this book is not just about the story of our sweet babies. It's not just a story of entrepreneurship, but I'm really diving into some of the major pivots I've made. Some of the things we've talked about here, I really get to dive in deep on. And even better, because you're holding this story in your hands, you can write notes in the margin, you can highlight, you can circle. I mean, we can really take these lessons and apply them to your life. I like to call it a fresh start manual. Now, I'm going to be really transparent because that's what we come here for. I have really big goals around change and impact. And in order to hit those goals, I'm going to need your help. When publishers are looking at how books are doing, I want them to see that a simple girl with a regular life who has a love for cheese and her babies is able to rank up there with the fancy pants folks on all of those bestseller lists. And I want them to see and feel an audience of people just like us. But in order to do that, I need your support. It feels hard to ask for help, but I know that if there's anywhere I'm safe to do it, it's with you. If you grab a book for yourself, That would mean the world. If you grab a book for you and a friend, it would really make an impact. And if you've got a classroom, a business, and you are looking to put one on every single shelf, it would be a dream. Friend, you can head over to nothingismissingbook.com to grab a copy today. That's nothingismissingbook.com to grab your copy of my debut memoir today. And friend, thank you for doing life with me. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friends, I am 
beyond excited today. I swear I say that every episode, but today's really exciting because one, we're not having this chat solo. I have brought in someone who I believe is going to give you transformative information. As you know, I have been through it, right? Between becoming a mom of three girls, building a business, going through a divorce. If there's one thing that you've heard me say in my Fresh Start manual in talking about pivots, it's that there is so much value in understanding communication, building the right team and community around you, and making sure the people in your world are supportive and collaborative. Uh, if you have already pre-ordered my book, Nothing is Missing, which is available now in Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and uh, will be on shelves everywhere October 10th, can't even believe it, uh, you know that I've dealt with a million different transitions. And I've really been diving deep into what it looks like to have the right people around me and how to leverage them and how to build an ongoing community. And I hear from so many of you that, you know, in parenting, in motherhood, in being a business owner, you can feel so alone. And that is why I tapped my good friend who is just revolutionary in her concepts and the fact that she's put them into practice. Now, you know how I feel about bringing people in front of you who are talking the talk but have never walked the walk. And what's brilliant is when it comes to, you know, the boring stuff, the data, the analytics, the numbers, she's done it. But when it comes to the get your hands dirty, put it into practice, can my concepts around building an alliance actually work? She's done that too. So Tamara, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. You're excited. I'm excited <laughs> because, you know, I'm always I don't always have people here for chats. Right. And the reason I don't is because, you know, one, I'm really particular about who I bring around my friends, you know, and two, you know, just in the season of my life, you know, leading up to what we're talking about here, I care a lot about who was speaking into me. And when we met and I heard about sort of where you started, where you worked, how you started formulating these ideas around the way people interact and how that can help them reach their goals and what they need around them. I was like, oh, this is valuable. And I cannot believe people aren't looking at it this way. So I know this sounds like a super teaser, y'all. First, tell us a little bit about yourself. How, what do you do now? Who do you work with? And then we'll go into how you got there. Right now, I run a company called My Consulting, and we work with organizations to help them make a more sustainable impact in the world, especially if they're serving children and families. Mm. My background is in child development, and so that's kind of my passion direction. Mm -hmm. But really, we work with organizations that do everything from fiscal governance to health to lots of different things. All the things. And when I tell you this work that you do, I have a lot of friends here who are listening that are educators, that are moms. I mean, it is always at our heart whenever we know someone has committed themselves to the good work, right? But on top of that, everyone listening understands how difficult that work is. I know. And right now, I literally, I'm telling you, whether they are on their couch, in their car, in their kitchen, handling the babies, they're nodding their heads like, listen, Nicole, okay, these people drive me crazy. And you're, I mean, you'll be the first to say it. You, you guys can't see, but uh, Dr. Tamara's over here literally nodding her head like, girl, <laughs> you know, like, it's so real, you know. And one of the biggest things they run into, just transparently, because you've been doing this a long time, is the, we've always done this this way. And we don't want to change. And we already know, you know, how to do it. Just this obstinance with doing things that gets in the way of helping the kids. So I want to ask you, did you run into that early on? Because you didn't start off running your own business. You did this for a reason. So take us through that transition. 
yeah, I guess my my birth story, also I'll call mm-hmm. it. I was working for LA County government mm-hmm. and I had landed my dream job. It was a community action researcher, which meant that I was working with community organizing groups throughout LA County to help them use research as a tool to create change in their communities. So like not just making it up, but let's take data that's actually going to help the kids. Yes. I love that. Take the data to move the exit off the freeway, like mm-hmm. to make so there's no asthma at the schools. It's like that's It's just like really simple. Project. Like the mm-hmm. science is supporting the decision. It's not just whatever the guy who got the job because his dad said wants to spend the budget that way. Exactly. We love you and we love that role. Yes. <laughs> So I was driving around the whole county helping out these different community organizing groups. And one day my boss called me into the office. And I mean, I did not work a few hours. I worked a lot in Mm, this role. mm. So I was, you know, already pulling like 78 hour weeks. And my boss calls me in my office and says, I need you to drop everything you're working on and work on this scorecard. It literally was just a report full of doc of numbers about children. So just <laughs> let me stand in this minute moment with you for a minute, because I think that anyone who's ever worked in corporate or frankly, honestly, even if you're a mom, you're living your life, everything's fine. The kids come home and say, I have a project and it's due tomorrow. Now it's one thing if it is relevant, makes sense, sensible work, we can understand or unexpected. But in this situation, you have a full docket of work and your boss came in and said, I don't care, do this instead. Yeah. And to create something that was just going to be, it was actually going to be printed at that time. So a piece of paper that sat on someone's bookshelf, not. So there's no purpose behind it. There was no. How did that make you feel? Because I think we've all been in that place and it'd be really validating to hear. How did that make you feel? I I mean, angry was the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. Because there was important work happening in the communities that I was going to not be able to work on. Mm -hmm. And when I said, okay, how long are we talking here? This is a four to six week project. Mm -hmm. said, okay, well, let me call the organizers I'm working with. These are all relationships that I was using day to day to help them do the work and let them know that I'm just going to be having to step away for this period of time for this specific project. Sure. And make sure there isn't anything they need from me before I step away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my boss said, no, you cannot contact them. So the seasons are changing. And I don't know about you, after this super hot summer, I am eagerly anticipating fall for all the great cool weather reasons. I get to update my garden with fun lettuce and delicious foods. I also get to bust out my sweaters because we are officially in sweater weather. But there is one thing I don't love about cooler weather, and that is what happens to my strands. Y'all, if you are a curly girl or if you're someone with even a little bit of wave in your hair, you know what I'm talking about. Cold weather brings drier strands. And that means that I had to find a product that I knew had clean ingredients that was B Corp certified because that means that they know what they're doing with this planet, vegan and cruelty free. And I wanted to know that they were naturally derived and would nourish my skin, scalp and strands. And the product that I found that I love is Amika. Amika has clinically proven shampoo and conditioner duos that are created with science-backed 
formulas. It's a salon-raised hair care brand. And friend, when I tell you their Hydro Rush product is everything, everything. Literally, as you are washing your hair, if it is feeling the slightest bit dry or gunked up or anything, it's like this melt in your hair. They have a Hydro Rush mask that has changed my life. I sit that on, go ahead, shave those legs, girls, spoil yourself, but then rinse out and welcome to your best hair ever. If you're out there grabbing your sweaters to get ready for this fall, I need you to also grab Amika so that your strands are ready as well. You can shop all my favorites at loveamika.com slash Walters and get 20% off your order. That's loveamika.com slash Walters and get 20% off your order. 20% off discount does automatically apply at checkout if you use my link. That's loveamika.com slash Walters. And it cannot be combined with other offers. It expires 11 one 2023. Go grab your Hydro Rush, stock up through winter, and you're going to be good to go. I don't know about you, but the mental overload of having to make decisions all day has me worn down by dinner time. I'm in the office trying to decide what I need to do for my business, manage my book. Y'all, I do not have the time or the energy. So when I get home, my weeknight dinner rotation needs to be simple. My recipes need to be prepped in 30 minutes or less. And when I tell you Pillsbury Crescents has changed my life with making sure that I can get something quick and delicious on the table in no time. They've got weeknight recipes that are as easy as fill, roll, bake. So that means the kiddos can help out too. You already know that you can find Pillsbury in your dairy aisle. So just grab a couple of Pillsbury Crescents and then grab the rest of the ingredients. You can grab things for pepperoni pizza crescent rolls or chicken bacon ranch crescent rolls. I love to make spinach and cheese crescent rolls. And you get all those things and then you put the kids to work, mama. You go ahead and lay it all out because any kid can fill, roll, bake. And you know all the picky eaters are going to love your crescent rolls. This is one of the quickest and easiest spins that I've been able to put on my weeknight recipes. Throw them in the oven and you've got your dinner prep ready to go in 30 minutes or less. So friend, take a little bit of the load off of yourself. You can find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. So essentially, you were told to ghost your entire team, all your relationships, everyone you'd worked with before, just to pivot on a whim for something that 
let's just be fair, likely wasn't even as helpful as the work that you were doing. Exactly. I mean, it's hilarious to me in this moment that you get it instantly. Right. And my boss did not (laughs) understand. I'm like, I don't even do your job. And I know that ghosting is bad. Okay, like that is like the basic. So I think we all can relate to this, right? Being pulled in a different direction for something that does not feel like it pertains to where we need to be or is what we want to do. So What's interesting is, and I'm hoping all of you are hearing that, we all have these pivotal moments in our life where in the moment, they might just make us angry. Or in the moment, we're kind of like, why is this happening? But they can be the turning point for everything. I had a moment like this before my divorce. I had a moment like this before I quit my job. I had a moment like this before I got my girls, you know? And my book talks about these moments, but I want to hear about what happened Mm -hmm. after this for you. Because you're enraged. Tell me, you flipped a table, threw the scorecard in his face, and you marched out of there. Like, I want to hear some drama. (laughs) You're a classy sort, so... (laughs) It wasn't quite that dramatic, but I did break into tears. And this was only my second time ever crying at work. Yeah, y'all don't know, but Dr. Tamara's not like this. Like, she's a very, like, put together, like, professional, like, because you get a lot of mess thrown at you in your current work. I mean, literally, you're a mess cleaner upper. That's, like, what happens. They bring you in saying, our organization is a disaster and we don't work together and we have a goal and you fix it. So the idea that someone pushed you to tears in the workplace, which raise hand, relate, 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 you know, says a lot. So what'd you do? I quit. Actually, <laughs> I, th- I think it was the next morning I came in before I, I knew the HR director came in early. And so mm-hmm. I got in before everyone else and mm-hmm. I quit to the HR director on the spot on the spot. Wow. And it really was a realization for me that. So while I had dedicated what I, my career up to that point Mm -hmm. to what I thought were these organizations that were dedicated to children well-being, dedicated Mm -hmm. to social welfare, that really as people who choose social good, Mm -hmm. um, we're lost. Mm. We don't actually know or aren't actually doing the things that are going to create the impact we seek in the world. Mm. And it's because we're spending our time with bureaucracy, paperwork, power play and it's getting away from actually getting the work done and so for you this pivotal moment wasn't just and I think this is a great call out you're making it wasn't just because they weren't being nice and disrespectful to you that was a byproduct of the bigger problem which is if I continue to work here I'm not doing the good that matters exactly that is Mm. not the way that we should be operating in the world I knew it was against just my moral fiber Mm. we are we got into this kind of work and I think a lot of people have an intent to have good in the world and yeah. create a good impact in the world. Uh, but we're not actually then living that out. Or we say that we are. I mean, a lot of these nonprofits, philanthropies, sure, sure. social entrepreneurs, right, are mm-hmm. doing a lot of action. But are they truly yielding the change and impact? Are they actually showing up and serving in the way that they should be Mm. to have a sustainable impact over time? Oh, this is so good. And it ties into where you are now. So, Mm. you know, in this massive pivot moment, you created what needed to be a fresh start for yourself because realistically still got to earn income, still have to, you know, but you were kind of, it was push or shove. It was, I cannot continue to do this because it is going against my core. Girl, I relate. I talk about it in the book. I quit my job when I realized I work in healthcare and I'm not actually helping anyone be healthy. I got to go, you know, so so I get that. And it's interesting because I also think, you know, for the mamas listening, for those of you who are nurses, educators, social workers, 
people do not understand that when you're in these types of massively service-driven roles, you didn't choose them from the beginning to be rich. <laughs> you know, you chose them from the beginning to help and to serve. So a lot of people are feeling that pull and that tug. And I like that you've just distinguished for us that, you know, it's not just because our boss is mean to us that day. If we're feeling that tug, we may need a change. So let's talk about change, right? Let's talk about what that means. You took a lot of what you learned from this experience when you started forming your consulting firm, which now has been around for, gosh, how long have you been doing this? 15 years? Yeah, since three days after that quit. Wow, wow. <laughs> so wow. that was in 2008. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so you opened up and you knew that you had to do something, but you also knew you didn't really know what it looks so different now than it did then. So Absolutely. let's talk about some of the ideas because where this is going, obviously, is I apply these ideas in my family, in my business. Uh, they really have helped me have the right people around me. So the core of your business that you do now and what you, you do when you are supporting organizations is really helping them understand each other. At least that's how it seems to me. But you tell me more about it in your words. Well, the first thing we do is help to bring together an alliance of people within their organization or including people outside of the organization mm. to form a decision-making body, mm. people to actually think and generate together so that they can tackle together rather than alone this concept or this challenge of becoming a more impactful organization. So this is a big deal because you see this in business. I think that, you know, everyone does this like with their girl squads, you know, it's in business. It might be a mastermind in your group of girlfriends. It is that little sort of my girl squad that we travel with. I have those things, you know, in your family. It might be that I always go to this certain auntie and this grandmother. So you're saying that you replicate what may occur occur, I guess, naturally in the workplace. Now, what are the components of what would be an alliance if we need to build one for ourselves? What are you what are the core things? So one of the things that actually we do sort of inherently in our normal lives that we challenge to a certain degree mm -hmm. is Normally, we seek out people we're comfortable with for support. Oh, really? You mean we try to go to safe spaces with people who are just going to nod and say, yes, you look pretty. And oh, my gosh, you look thin today. And you're like, oh, of course. Exactly. So you're and saying we don't look for people who challenge us by we nature. Don't. <laughs> we also don't know a lot of people who are different than us. That's actually a really great call out. I, um, you know, transparently, a lot of times when I look at people's photos on social, I'm like, wow, you know, even though I'm your friend or I know that you may have like black friends or friends that are differently abled or you even live in a neighborhood that is a very diverse neighborhood, I noticed at your wedding, everyone looked like you, you know, and a lot of times people don't realize that. So that is such a good call out. Part of why we need to build this alliance, you know, in our lives and in our businesses is because we need a diverse perspective. Mm -hmm. In That's organizations, good. usually decisions are made by people in positions of power. Mm. which means that only managers or only leaders are in these decision-making conversations where as we create alliances that have people at different in different roles with different power levels, different lived experiences. So we really encourage actually participants in services to be part of alliances, even though they don't work for the organization. Sure. We pay them for sure. their time. Sure. But having a wide range of diverse experiences, diverse perspectives. That's one of the critical pieces to actually getting challenged. That's so good. So, I mean, because that's scary. I'm not going to lie to you. Like the idea that I'm writing a book or I'm doing anything that is personal to me, 
I mean, it's funny because I'm about to say the thing that basically proves you right, you know, which is I don't necessarily want to hear that it's not great. I don't want to necessarily hear like I love the feedback for growth, but, you know, it's nerve wracking to kind of put your thing in front of people and hear back. So you're saying that by nature, people don't. They don't. You don't want just a naysayer, though. Right. Like the devil needs no advocates. Yes. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) So. So when we are talking about challenge, it's important that you're bringing an alliance together that is wanting to actually be supportive, Mm. even though they will challenge you. So it is safety and challenge at the same time. Otherwise, you're going to be defensive or you're going to be shut down. This is actually really valuable because, you know, obviously I'm a mom of three and we've been through a lot of transitions and, you know, my kids have a new step, you know, parent and being in our home. One of the things that's really big that we do is we make decisions kind of collectively. And uh, that's something that people always called out and said, this is unusual that, you know, because I like I'll people ask me like, oh, well, what sports is your is your daughter doing this year? And I'll say, oh, well, I don't know. I have to ask her. And they're like, oh, you're not just picking like tennis. All the kids out here do tennis. Oh, you're not just doing soccer. All the kids do soccer. And I'm like, what if she doesn't want to? I have to ask her, you know, or for instance, I have a book tour coming up, you know, and I'd love for her to come with me, you know, and as her mom, I definitely have the, like you mentioned, power to say you are coming with me. But what if she doesn't want to? What if she wants to be home? What if she, you know, like I realize there are a lot of decisions that we're making But it's easy for me because she's part of those decisions. You're saying that. And let me just kind of I'm trying to have a hypothetical, like in a family structure, applying your alliance model, I may ask, say, like an older sibling of her hers. What are your thoughts on her coming with me on this tour based on your experiences? Because there may be something you see that I don't see. Yes, you could ask. So the parent first. Sure. My if there's another caretaker or Mm -hmm. other adults in the household talk to them, other people who know that child mm-hmm. or are invested in the success of that child. Sure. The child themselves, the older and even potentially younger sibling, depending on how okay, young yeah. they can speak. Sure, sure. Teachers, other experts also. Mm-hmm. There are times specifically when the decision requires some expertise. Right, like picking a private school or therapy sessions or trying to rectify something that could be a problem like anxiety or, okay, got it. Yes, so asking a therapist or asking a school counselor or Mm -hmm. something where you can get some sort of expert objective information from an expert, but then filter it through values, experience, those lenses with these other people. Friends, you know that I am always on the go. And with the speaking engagements and the book tour, gosh, I'm going to be in and out of hotels. And it matters so much to me that I am moving my body, eating well, and sleeping well. And with over 200 destinations around the world, Westin Hotels makes it possible for me to keep up my wellness routine while I'm traveling. So here's how I do it. I know that this sounds like a leap, but gosh, Weston has it figured out. So with Weston, I can work out the way that I want with a variety of fitness options to keep me going. So they've got top tier state of the art equipment in their Weston workout fitness studios. And they also have different groups that are run by the Weston's Run Concierge. It's a running guide who can help you explore local areas by going on a quick jog. But if you're like me, you want to do your own thing in your guest room. So they've got workout and recovery gear available 
on demand through Weston's gear lending program. Now, in between all of that, I got to admit, I'm eating a lot of room service, but that's okay at Weston because they have an eat well menu. It's designed with foods that make sure that you meet your nutritional needs. And my favorite part of it is I can choose what's right for me based on a desired portion size and nutritional balance. That is such a big deal when you're on the road and you can't get a home cooked meal, but they've got top chefs that are crafting dishes with my well-being in mind. And lastly, when it's time for me to rest my head on that pillow, I know I'm going to sleep well. I can recharge my body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. That thing is like a cloud. I got to tell you that at Weston Hotels, there are amenities and offerings that are aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. I want you to find wellness on your next day at Weston. Weston Hotels and Resorts is a part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and an award-winning travel program. Y'all, I am trying to branch out my hobbies. And recently, all my friends are either playing tennis or they're way into golf. And I got to tell you, I love playing golf. I think it is so fun. It's a great way to spend time. But realistically, I don't always have three hours. So it can't be an everyday thing. But I've been looking for an alternative, and I, I found one. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. So at Top Golf, they've got all the stuff that makes it golf. They've got clubs and balls and tees, turf, a ball picker-upper thing. And honestly, I can work on my swing there for real. But they also have a lot of stuff that makes it not golf. They've got music and targets to keep it fun, giant TVs. And they've got great food and beverage that can come right to the bay that I've reserved. So I've got everything under one roof to have a really great time. Now, I love it because, sure, even if you don't golf, it doesn't matter. Golf can be kind of hard and it can take a while to learn. But at Topgolf, whether you are a practice player or you're bringing a friend who's just trying to have a good time, we all fit in. And that's so much fun. Plus, on Half Price Tuesday, I can play even longer, get in a couple extra swings, and gameplay is half price. So I have more of a reason to come play around. Now, for the comfort part of it, y'all, I got to tell you, it has been hot this summer. And Topgolf has climate-controlled bays. That matters. I don't want to walk a mile to the bathroom, and I definitely don't want to have to take a break in the clubhouse just to feel some AC. At Topgolf, I don't have to sacrifice any of that. So, friend, listen, I've held birthday parties there, but now it's my hobby spot. I'm there just to have a good time. So at Topgolf, we're all about play, but even we have some rules. Half Price Tuesday applies to gameplay only. It isn't offered at every venue, and it can't be doubled up with other offers and discounts because it already is half price after all. Full details can be found at topgolf.com slash Nicole. Now, friend, if you're going to reserve your bay and you're going to have a good old time with your kiddos, with your friends, or buy yourself as your new hobby like me, Visit topgolf.com slash Nicole to book a bay and come play around. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So using the same example, what are some of the potential outcomes if I were to engage in this product? Because it never would have occurred to me if I'm asking something of my middle daughter, you know, to say about my little one, how do you feel about the fact that Chrissy is staying in Atlanta, living at her, you know, at college? To me, it's like, this is what's happening. You know, like, and I say this kind of, you know, putting myself out here as a mama, you know, this is what's happening. My little one's 11. She's fine. She's with me, you know, but she may have thoughts. She might say, you know what? I don't like my sister being so far away. And then I guess now I have perspective on what could have been a problem. I guess like, tell me about what you're finding when people start applying the alliance method to, you know, and they're building an alliance around their decision-making. So first we set what we are, atten- what decision we're trying to make. Right. So right? should we, Chrissy staying in, in college, are we okay with that? Should we move to California? Let's say that's the question. Yes. So if that's the decision you all want to make, yep. then you form this alliance. So you identify the people who are supportive of that goal, mm-hmm. have important contributions to that goal, mm-hmm. have different perspectives on that goal or decision. I hope y'all are writing this down. This is like top tier stuff. Like I really hope you're right. And you'll you'll give us access, y'all. Show notes, links, all that stuff so you can use and apply this in your business. Like team building is one of the hardest things to do. This is gold. So keep going. So anyone who's supportive, we kind of get those people all aligned and we're clear about what the goal is. Then we want to look at the context. Okay. So look at any data or research that might be relevant. So mm. uh, with going away to college, mm-hmm. Research that might be relevant might be about, I'm sure that there's something about parents and separation from sure. children Just at support that age. systems, you know, mm-hmm. picking her major, boy, even like logistics, right? Like how much will it cost? Or, you know, does she have a friend network there? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely there. research about the impact that transitions have on children. Mm-hmm. And that those sorts of sets, you look at what research is there? Mm-hmm. What are the things that are important to pay attention to? The things that we actually need to consider. So that's good. So it's not going from our, I mean, then it kind of takes it away from our gut. Because as a mama, I'm like, you're going to stay up underneath me. You don't need to go anywhere. My data says you, my baby, stay in my house. But that may not be the best way to go, I'm hearing. <laughs> so so if I look at research, it can give me sort of an outside perspective that might be better suited to sort of informing our decision. Ah, I'm using alliance language. <laughs> okay, so great. Okay, so perfect. Then once we've collected that information, now what? You review that information mm-hmm. with the other people in your alliance. So not by myself. So we're all mm-hmm. using the same info. Okay. And then I like to call it dreaming, okay. where each person actually dreams of what the best possible future looks like. With so we're not putting parameters around it because it's dreaming. It's like, what does this look like? So I'd be able to say, like, for instance, my, you know, Chrissy, because she's 21, might say, yeah, I think I want to stay in Georgia. And the perfect scenario is me having my own place and maybe buying a house or whatever. And I can say, look, perfect situation would be that you lived in California and that you were down the street and you bought a house here. And are we saying this, like you said, safely, right, knowing that, None of these things has to happen, but we're just putting it out there. Yes. So we start with the unbridled dreams. Okay. And I actually encourage people to tap into the creative modes. So Mm. whatever is 
their most comfortable creative expression. Mm -hmm. So whether it's drawing or Lego or oh, that's writing, brilliant. so that it just comes out a little more deeply. Okay. And think about what does it taste like? What does it smell like? What do That's I good. see? What do I hear? So having a little one, maybe draw a picture of what, what does the family look like if Chrissy's at college or something like mm -hmm. that. That's really powerful. Cause I think a lot of times when we hear about, I'm just gonna be really transparent. When I hear about systems and processes that are fancy from doctors, I'm like, this is going to be work. You know what I mean? Like, and I want to do these things. I feel like a good mom if I do these things, but I also want to make sure that they're actually doable, particularly with the littles, you know? Mm -hmm. So this, that's really, really helpful. Yes. And then each person shares their expression, their dream with the rest of the people. So whether it's a little mini presentation you mm -hmm. can have as a practice or just a casual, like holding up whatever's been created and talking through what it's showing, that's how you get at, what does that blue squiggle mean? Uh, <laughs> so you want a foster conversation. Exactly. It's not a sale per se. It's just more a, like you said, a share. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then I guess I want to know, and I'm sure everyone's thinking this and this is hard to get to, but how do you actually make the call? Like, it sounds like all of this sounds good and beautiful, but how do we make the decision? So you start by looking at what's in common across all your dreams and... Mm. Choosing together what you're actually going to implement. So That's how are so you going good. to make it real? That's so good. And so if you have a set of action steps that you have created to create just the pieces of your dreams that you have prioritized together, then you have next steps and that guides whatever that decision is for that time. That's but no so decision good. is final. Yeah, no, that's so good. It's also really powerful to realize that, especially when you have a family that might have a tough time making decisions, you know, or that it's a struggle. If we start from a place of looking for similarities, you're not feeling like your idea is being put down or you're not feeling like you're not being heard because we're starting from a place of pulling from, well, it sounds like, I mean, heck, even for dinner, you know, it sounds like we all want to eat tonight, which is great. And it sounds like none of us wants Chinese food. Wonderful. You know, like, and it sounds like everyone's open to, I mean, you said pasta, you said macaroni, you said pizza, maybe Italian is the move. You know, like, I really like this idea that if we give everyone the floor to present their ideas and we're all invested in the outcome and we find similarities, then we like each other during this process. This is how you're getting boardrooms to get along. Yes. Amazing. And sometimes you share things that you know are dreams, but sure. you also know it's not important to make real. Mm -hmm. So you can voice it and then let it go mm -hmm. and be okay with whatever the priority ends up being. And you still learn about each other. You know, mm -hmm. I know I love to hear from my kids. Like if I'm hearing, oh yeah, well one day I would love to. So for instance, if Chrissy said, yeah, I want to stay in Atlanta, but she voices as a dream, but I would love to live in California if I knew it was cost, you know, efficient or whatever. That's something I can still hold and say, wow, this could be a possibility to revisit later. So it is good to encourage them to dream big. Yes. And so the good. discussion oftentimes uncovers the why you actually think mm. deeper. So when you talk about your dream, usually what comes up is not that you actually want her to live in California with you. Right. It's actually the type of emotional connection you want to have. hundred percent. The types of interactions. And so then when you're discussing as a group, you're able to generate ways of generating that same type of connection in a different way. That's brilliant. So I will be totally transparent here and use myself as an example. Uh, when 
this was long before she had a boyfriend because Lord knows that made it easier for her to leave me. But when <laughs> long before she had a boyfriend, when she said to me, I'm really nervous about, you know, being at school and being away from you. And I asked her why, you know, you'll be fine. You know, you'll live fine by yourself. You know, all of this. She said, well, I don't want us to not be as close as we are. And it never occurred to me that that was even something because we hang like that is my girl. Like I love her so much and we we like each other too. And so I was like, that's not going to be an issue. You know, like we can still have hangout time. We can still take solo trips. We're going to hang. It'll just look different from the way it did before because you're getting older. And I think that that, it was so difficult, but I think that that confirmation really helped, you know, her. And so that's really valuable is that knowing that maybe there's other stuff to uncover. I mean, you, you know, as obviously, you know, you're a doctor in child development, there may be things to need uncovered. That's so good. Yeah. It's usually the things that are unsaid mm -hmm. that cause issues, Ugh, especially when truth. it comes to decisions after the decision, decision is made. Mm -hmm. So if you can bring to surface things that are going to be potential challenges that are going to be hard about decisions after they're made, if people have already had a voice to start to bring those up, then it's much more likely that you're going to have plans to talk about and deal with those issues later. Oh, brilliant. So brilliant. after you make the decision, really the final step is to set the time of when you're going to review whether that was like how the decision is going. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's so good. When I tell you how often people think you make the decision and you're done, I mean, you've got to run into that all the time. All the time. And <laughs> and reviewing is actually the final part of the process. And can mm -hmm. you tell us more about why? Like, what am I looking for? What is the value of reviewing? So if you know what success looks like, mm -hmm. then you can look later to see if it was successful. Mm. Uh, but if you don't think about what success of a decision looks like beforehand, then even if you did review later, you wouldn't even know what you're looking for. That's so good. And... If you make a decision, there's going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. And if you have a time and you have the expectation that you're going to get back together with your alliance, review where things are at. Oh, wait a second. So you're saying put this on the calendar. Yes. So so guilty, guilty, guilty. So you're saying that like I should in it like as part of the decision making process while we're still deciding, say, OK, we're no matter what we've decided on this, we'll come back in 90 days, mm -hmm. you know, so even though we're doing it, we can all do this for at least a little amount of time, knowing that we're going to come back and talk about how it's going and how it feels. Yes. That is like, I'm not kidding. That may be, I'm, I may even call this episode the one mom tool, okay, <laughs> that you are not doing that will transform your life because there's something to be said for telling your kids the decision is temporary. So we do an after school program for our little one. And she she historically has not loved after school programs. But based on time, it's good. I mean, these kids get out of school like two o'clock. Like I'm like, mom's still working. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. the middle of the day. So, you know, we found programs she she likes well enough, but she'd still prefer to be home. And so I told her, you know what? You're getting older. Let's do this at least until December. And in December, we will review this, you know, but let's not argue between now and December because we've decided this is what's happening. And then in December, we'll talk about how it's going and maybe we'll change it. It never occurred to me I could do this anywhere. Yes. Like, we're going to do bedtime, but let's do it till 730. And if you can do that consistently, then we'll bump it to 745. I, listen, Dr. Tamara, you changed my life right now. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Every mom right now is like, wait a minute. Hold on, clutch. This is fire. So... Last part of the decision-making process is to review the decision and put time on the calendar for when you're going to do it in advance. Yes. Take a genuine look. 
In organizations, we say about quarterly, sometimes Mm -hmm. if things are really moving fast monthly, but Mm -hmm. most organizations, this quarterly is enough to look at what's happened since, what's going well, what's not going as planned, what's emerged that we weren't expecting so that you can either totally pivot or you can shift course. And it's about refining that decision and how it's being implemented. And getting ahead of the problems. I mean, like, honestly, if I'm doing that every 90 days and I noticed you didn't say six months, you didn't say a year, you know, I'm not letting it go so far. So I have a huge problem. This is Brent. So I there, I know there's so many nuances. I know there's so many pieces here. I am intrigued. I cannot wait for all your stuff. Where can I learn more about building my own alliance, using these alliance strategies in my business and my family. I mean, heck, I I see how I could use this with my man. You know what I mean? This is good stuff. Where can we learn more? Oh, you could start by going to formandalliance.com. Okay. And what will I find there? Will I find like all the stuff we talked about here, but I need it on a printout because I, you know, every family's got decisions every day and they can start using this to turn their family into an alliance and tap their resources around them in addition to in our businesses. Like, All that stuff is there at formandalliance.com. Yep. You'll be able to download a guide that shows you who to have and who not to have in your alliance. Ain't that the truth? That's also a thing. So y'all, I will have that in the show notes. Dr. Tamara Hamai, thank you so much for being here, for sharing this brilliant concept, for giving me some real aha moments. And again, all your details will be in the show notes. We're all going to follow you, keep up and uh, build alliances of our own. Thank you so much. Thank you. Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.